everybody. It's September already. It's almost Labor Day weekend, and that means you haven't done shit to get into your fantasy football draft. It's either coming up or you've already had it. If you've already had it, tell your commissioner that they had it way too early because they just cut down rosters today. And we're down to 53 all over the 32 teams. And now, what are you going to do? Are you going to go running back like everybody else? Are you going to go quarterback? Do you think Aaron Rodgers is ranked as low as he can just because uh, Devontae Adams left on? Give me a break. Oh, what about those rookies you were right about last year? Now they're sophomores in the NFL, and they're not going to be a surprise to anybody. So let's get into... The 2022 Fantasy Football Roundtable, everybody. That's right. I'm Johnny Kobasa. Johnny Kobasa rocks on Twitter. JohnnyKobasa.com. 600 episodes of the Salsa Chai Podcast. All kinds of pudding funk that you could possibly imagine coming at you from every direction. Nobody does it like we do on the Salsa Chai Podcast. And if it's fall, if it's winter, you know... Despite things I might have said early in the summer, we're going to be doing fantasy football for <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I'm going to be running wind sprints and doing all that shit. So without further ado, let's get to the captain of the fantasy football team, bringing him back for, I think, a fifth year. Michi, where are you, buddy? I'm running up the hill, man. I'm doing King Bush songs with the headphones, and I'm getting in shape. Mr. Kielbasa, you're fast, you're old, and you're not ready to draft. I listen to the sausage hunts, and you ain't ready. And son, by the end of today, you're going to be ready for 2022. But ferocity has specialness, America, and Mr. Kielbasa... I'm excited. And what I would want more than anything other than to help you win a fantasy football championship. We've got extra guests on the round table yes, today. That's right, Michy. Oh, coming all the way from the great Southwest, making his return to the sausage hut. You heard him on other round tables. You heard him on the classic U2 concert episode from about four or five years ago. The Flying Monkey's back. How you doing? Monkey is here, ready to go. <laughs> He's a Dallas Cowboys fan. He's an Oklahoma Sooners fan. He's a Dodgers fan. He's a Celtics fan. How do you come up with that? He scores more points than anybody else in his fantasy leagues, but we all know that it only matters if you win or lose, and he's won a few. Flying Monkey! That's me. That's, ready to go. That's you. He's ready to go. <laughs> okay. And... In the black corner. And in the black corner, making his return to the fantasy football round table. <laughs> Hex... Uh, that's very that's very fitting. That's very fitting. I'm in the black corner because I am stumbling into this season quite drunk, and I've been out since uh, all night, and I have no idea what I'm doing. But it's going to be fun. That's the point. It's going to be fun. As they say in golf, that's par for the course. 
chorus for that hexer. <laughs> he goes into it. He just cannonballs his way into every draft. He's got his own. He thinks for himself. That's what he does. And that's what we like about him. He's not afraid to take a chance. He's not afraid to accept the ridicule of other people that might be on this podcast. Gentlemen, oh, yeah. welcome to the 2022 Fantasy Football Roundtable. Nice. Yeah. So as we might as well start these things off, I know you'll be happy to hear this, but we're going to talk about the old Cleveland Browns right off the bat, guys. <laughs> My Cleveland Browns, of course, we couldn't even make a deal with the devil correctly. What an off season of... Baker Mayfield getting just railroaded out of town, and then all of a sudden we decide to get arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, but all the baggage in the world. Hex, what do you think about the quarterback situation in Cleveland as we go into week one? How long did uh, Brissett, it's Brissett, right? Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, yeah. How long did he last? He lasts the whole season in, in Indianapolis, right? And he last he did okay. I mean, it wasn't great, obviously. Yeah, um, he has backup numbers, career numbers. But here's here's what's really working for him: the guys that are toting the rock out there with Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb. And if if I'm not mistaken, within the past five days, I, I looked this up, so I don't know. It could have moved around a little bit, but Cleveland's O line has got to be what second best, third best in the NFL on paper. I, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see in practical application. I don't know. He's right around the corner, but I don't think it's as bad as everybody thinks it is. I think they'll be okay. They'll be fine. That guy's got to hold it together for 11 weeks, though. He's got to hold it together. Yeah, that's that's what the problem is. Monkey, go ahead and glow. What do you think about the Cleveland Browns quarterback situation going into week one? Well, uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, you guys ended up choosing uh, Dobbs as your backup to Brissett, right? Yes. Um, yeah, the other guy. He'll got... be start. He'll be he'll be the starter by week four. Brissett Brissett will make it through three weeks. Are you going to say due to injury or due to performance? He, he's got a bad knee, doesn't he? I don't, I don't, did he have a, like historically? He's got a bad, I believe he's got two bad knees. Uh, and it was a problem last year when he backed up Tua in Miami, I believe. Um, I, I, I thought for sure they would, they would, uh, go in on the Garoppolo thing. And I think they still might. I, I, I think that, uh, uh, if, if Brissett goes down, They've got. I I just don't see him doing much without Watson, and then even when Watson comes back, I don't see him doing much because he hasn't played. By the time he plays, he wouldn't. He will not have played in basically two full seasons. Yeah. And the thing is, is when I watched him in preseason against Jacksonville, I wasn't. He didn't look very good. <laughs> and I I just think by week twelve he's not gonna come in and like save the day or anything. And if they're if if by that time they're 
already out of the playoffs, why would you play him? <sighs> I think they're I, – I, I, I think it's funny how everybody thinks that, oh, they're going to be, you know, right there in the mix and everything's going to be, you know, they're going to be like a 500 team and in the mix and he's going to ride in week 12 and get him to the playoffs and get him to a, a you know, wild card spot. Um, I don't see it. I, don't see I, it. I think it's possible. I, I do. I do. I think it's possible. I, I don't, it's definitely not a sure thing. Absolutely not. But I think it's possible. Yeah, they, they, their, their, their schedule is way too difficult. Dude, between yeah. those running backs and that O-line, oh, my God, put whoever in. They should do yeah. – I mean, all they got to do is uh, mediocre. They'll be fine. Yeah, but the thing is, mediocre in the AFC this year is not going to make the playoff. Well, that's mediocre, a good point, you guys. You got, too many, you got too many good teams in the AFC – for mediocre to make the playoffs. You're not playing in the NFC. The well, NFC Pittsburgh mediocre can make the playoffs. But uh, the AFC, no way. And I just don't think I think all the experts out there really overrate that team. I don't think they're near as good as everyone thinks they are. Uh, Every time, I mean we've been hearing for okay, we've been hearing for what? Last four, five years that you guys are doing the Super Bowl? Well, well last year was the year. Hashtag America's team. Hashtag yeah. Cleveland Browns. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what strong. I'm saying. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for the last four or five years, we were hearing how great their drafts are and how, how great their team is. And they're, they're going to the Super Bowl and their defense is supposed to be, all, I mean, otherworldly and all this. I mean, how good was their defense last year? Like, what, middle of the road? At and, best. And then, and then now they're supposed to be just top five. I don't Mr. K- Mr. Kabasa, step away from that rope and get off the chair right now. Step yeah, away from the rope and get off the chair. The, the flying I, I, monkey I, I, has been I, dashing my dreams for the Cleveland Browns for the last 20, <laughs> 25 years. He's really good at it. Goes back, it goes back to Kelly Holcomb. <laughs> I mean, it goes back to Jim Couch. It does. I mean – I mean, yeah. my whole thing, my whole thing with them, be careful what you wish for. You got rid of the guy and he's going to whoop you week one. Ugh. He's going he's gonna to whoop you up and down the field week one. And you guys are going to be, you know, oh, Baker, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's going to whoop you up and down the field. Christian McCaffrey's going to run up and down the field on you guys. And you guys are going to look like, and 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 the dissension will start. So and after all the yeah, right after in. all the off season that Cleveland Browns fan has had, for all that stuff to happen, and for Baker, you know nobody hated Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield would have just got the surgery the day after he got hurt, this, we'd be living in a whole different world. Unless the locker room really hated him as much as people think. But you know, yeah, if if you know we deal in worst case scenarios as Cleveland fans, if we come out and Jacoby Brissett plays bad, and the defense, which is should be good, we've got two defensive ends that should be able to decapitate Baker Mayfield over and over again. And if they they haven't, you know, has Jadavian Clowney, you know, has just been a letdown ever since he was a senior at South Carolina. As far as I'm concerned, he did he did a little bit. He's always hurt. He doesn't look like he's working hard, but. 
We've got Garrett, who really needs to take over. Those guys crushing it from either end. He's going to be able to take about two steps and get rid of it. If he can do that, which he's used to, then it's going to be then it's going to be what about this vaunted secondary that Cleveland has and uh I think they're all going to be healthy so yeah if those guys don't show up if Brissett has a bad game and then all of a sudden they shut down the run cuz you know that the the Panthers are going to come out week 1 and force them to throw the ball they're going to they're going to put eight guys in the box but if Chubb Chubbs up and if Nick Hunt come and Nick if Kareem Hunt comes up man um it's going to be a whole different ball game and on top of it all Anything can happen in week one, Michi. Mr. Kilbasa, man, this morning, the quote on the Insta or wherever I get my news from, Baker Mayfield, quote, we're going to fuck the Browns up. Fuck it. End quote. End quote from Baker Mayfield. So Mr. Mayfield's coming with uh, the same uh, persona that got him thrown out of Cleveland. And... I'm going to take the other side on this because it is hashtag America's team, hashtag Cleveland Browns. And if I'm betting, I'm taking the under here because both defenses are going to be ready for this season. Both offenses are almost coming out of preseason mode. And I can see uh, a lot of ground chuck. The problem, uh, the problem is Jacoby Brissett. Throwing the ball to Amari Cooper, my favorite hyphenated wide receiver in Cleveland, Donovan Peoples-Jones. DPJ, as we call him now. Well, you see, I've never been that cool. And a bunch of rookies. And the Cleveland Browns are, are not going to shut teams out. And I'm taking the under all day long. And they have to be very lucky to be in a position to win football games in the fourth quarter. I would tend to say Jacoby Brissett is not the man to to manage that. And I would emphasize that they do not have quality pass catchers. And that's going to, it's going to choke their offense to where it will be another year of middle, middle of the pack defenses because their offense sucks. I'm a jet fan. I've seen this a lot. Yeah. And, and the Cleveland Browns are um, guilty of the greatest folly in all of pro sports. Their ownership is not to blame. They defer blame to general managers and players. Baker Mayfield deserved none of the bullshit he got. Okay. And it's the owner of the Cleveland Browns, Mr. Haslam, and his lovely family that continue to bring the five years, as he was discussed by Mr. Monkey, the five years of hype with no performance behind it. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. Hello, Cleveland. Get me the fuck out of town. Okay, and a big <laughs> fuck you to all three of you guys. Um, that's your Cleveland Browns 2022 outlook. All right, let's go from the basement of the AFC North to the basement of the AFC East, and let's talk about those J-E-T-E-S. The Jets, Michi. Your jeans. May I have a moment here to say I live the pain of Cleveland on the Jet fan. The idea that the New York Jets will be better is on the table. Brees Hall is a definitive draftable fantasy football player. Wide receivers on the team in PPR leagues are fantasy football players. The question is who's going to deliver the goods? And Mr. Kilbasa, Mr. Monkey, Mr. Hex, America. 
if you are in a pinch and you want to mess with your friends, Joe Flacco would be a top six quarterback in week one in fantasy football. Ooh. Find a way. Find Ooh. a way. <laughs> and, watch of the Jets <laughs> and watch the Jets put up 30 points in week one. Yeah, you got to see football value everywhere. You got to mute, mute the stink. Mute the stink. <laughs> and then we will see a situation where a mature Flacco throws the ball downfield and deep, allows the running game to open up, and Coach Salah's got a really nice defensive line, and the defensive backfield is in a lot better shape than it's been <clears throat> since Revis Island sank. And we will see the Jets be more competitive than. Um, the jokers may think the problem is when does the quarterback shift happen? Week one, week two, week three, and then you're in trouble with the rookie quarterback. I'm sorry. That's wow. the Jet report. Top the Jet six report. quarterback in week one, Flying Monkey. Correct. What do you say about that? Correct. I, I, uh, I think ATS Jets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really think that. He's really smoking good weed down in Florida. <laughs> yeah, man. Because yeah, the worst thing the, the worst thing for the Jets is they're in a division with uh, Buffalo, right? yeah, uh, New England, yeah, yeah. A lesser a lesser New England, but New England, and a uh, a red hot Miami Dolphin team. I, yeah, I, yeah Jets <laughs> Jets will be in the basement for sure. Okay, I'm not saying they're not going to be, but yeah. what we have in in the, the land of gang green, take that any way you want. In the land of gang green, we have the only thing in football that matters when the season starts, and we have hope. I, I think take a step up, and the I'll Jets have that. not had that for a very long time. I think they're going to have I'll a take really it. Exciting, and I'll take it. They're going to have a really exciting. I like Brees Hall. And no, it's no secret. I that's the guy I want to I want to grab. Their 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 run game's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be cool to watch. They'll take is a step up. Line, is their O line going to keep anyone standing up? Is the big question. The Jets O line is ranked, I think, twenty two, right there somewhere. Twenty two, twenty three. Let's see you against the Dolphins, Bill Belichick. And uh, the Buffalo Bills. It'll be it'll be fun. Uh, for my team, it's a case of optimism. Mr. Monkey, question yes. for you. Yes. Skill-wise, skill-wise, it's the middle of the team on the Jets that's going to carry them to at least a 500 record. Do you agree with my assessment that their O-line is the big question on that team? Well, I think losing back in, again, is their huge it's huge, and that's the whole thing. Is anytime you start losing left tackles before the yep. season starts, it's not going to be good. I don't care who you got to replace them; it's not going to be good. It's just Mr. Uh, just never, not to interrupt too hard, but Mr. Becton lost his left tackle, left left side of the field. He was shifted to the right side because of performance issues. The Jets have already replaced the left side of their O line. It's not a Becton issue. Just want to tell you that. And that may buffer some of these O-line problems. I just want to bring that up to the Okay, first of all, first of all, the the running back they had last year, Carter, right? 
Right. Michael Carter, yeah. He's pretty pretty good player, right? Um, he was had a good rookie year, yes. Okay, so we're we're just counting him out, and the rookie's going to take over, huh? Um, technically, no, no, no. no. Uh, I think it's going to be, uh, but I disagree. Anytime, anytime you hear Hex say, I mean, "He's at the top of my board," he's a rookie. He's at the top yeah. of my board. Beware. I, I, yeah. it is true though. I, I did say to America. I did, I did, and America, I, I, I do have to apologize for that because I did pick up and I was very high on Christian McCaffrey and I did pick him up and look what happened for the last two seasons. Yeah, exactly. He's tainted forever, America. Tainted. Tainted because he's axed. Now, my my whole yes. thing with the Jets is this, okay? If the if the kid when when's the kid coming back? When's the, the BYU the Mormon kid coming back? Anywhere from week two, three, four. It depends on him, and it depends on Joe Flacco. No, Flacco. I mean, is Flacco good? Week one is he going to have a walker out there? Um, who? The Wilson? No, or is he Flacco? like? A, Dude, no, Flacco, is he actually like gonna be using a walker when he's receiving the snap? Not even Wesley Walker will be re- on the field. Hey, you, know, no you, know, you, know, you know he needs a hip replacement like in a couple weeks, right? Yeah. Come on now, one quarterback needs a hip so far our two teams both have quarterbacks with hip replacements. Mr. Monkey, what kind of stats are you reading? Look, I, all I know is Joe Flacco needs a hip replacement. Is 108 years old. He ain't gonna make. You know, if, if you're if your hopes are riding on Joe Flacco throwing whatever you said in week one, putting up 30 points, it's not gonna happen. Is it, there is, uh, this is the National Football League. Yes, he's 108 and he, he's got a bad hip. He's gonna be out by halftime. <laughs> they'll be lucky. To, they'll be lucky to have a field goal by half. Okay, now look. If the kid comes back <laughs> and he's halfway healthy, I lo- I think the kid can play. However, who's calling plays in, in for the the Jets? Is it Lafleur's brother? Yes. Okay, I like that. That that's good. So it's West Coast style. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, their their defense should be pretty decent. They were I thought they were pretty decent last year, with the exception of. Them blowing that game against the Raiders the way they did. <laughs> Let's play so, call one, guys. Are you, saying, one. are you saying they're going to be five hundred, or are you saying you know what's the <clears> over <throat> under? What's the over under on their games one? Like seven? I think it's it, well now with the seventeen the game schedule, I believe it is still six. With yeah, with this, yeah, yeah I think they might win seven. And I think they might co- might win seven. I mean, I just. I think it all rides on the health of that that quarterback. And if it was me, I'd play white over Flacco all day. I mean, hey, it's not even a They're question. not going to. They're not going to. I know. And I know they're not. And it's, it makes me question how they're running the – you know, what they're thinking and how they're running America the and Mr. Monkey and the rest of the panel, I'm going to say it to you very succinctly. Vinny Testaverde, part two. Not uh, Aaron Rodgers being Joe you're, Flacco. You're, you're Joe crazy. Flacco being for two or three games, he's going to be the best of Vinny Testaverde early in the year, early in the year where it still feels like preseason. 
Jets are going to get a victory in week one. I just I just don't see it. Who are they playing? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Missy, did you guys, did the Jets have uh... the, the, the blind, the blind faith ruling? Hey, everybody's undefeated sound, right now. You're starting to sound like me and Hex, man. I mean, <laughs> like Hex and I, man. Just we've been, we how many years, how many decades have we been going? Well, there's, there's a chance those Cowboys can do it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's, it's, it's horseshit. It, it's horseshit. It's, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's, just, it's just not going to happen. So with the Jets, I say seven wins. Um, I think if the kids playing quarterback. Corey Davis is a is a, a a guy that you can get in lower rounds. That's going to cheap. PPR Plaxico Burris is uh, brother. Mister Burros is yeah. uh, is a PPR kind of guy. Um, the kid from last year is fine. He's fantastic. And my and we have to transition out of this. But Flacco will throw the ball deep. The Jets will keep people off balance in Week One. America, take the Jets, take the the Jets. Whatever defense is playing them, because Flacco's going to throw the ball deep. It'll be 10 yards short to his receiver, and it'll be a pick six going the other way. And if he doesn't get the ball out of his hands, he'll be sacked and needed a hip replacement. (laughs) Mm. Mishy, did the Jets draft – did they have three first-round picks this year? Um, They had a couple. Okay, who was it? Sauce, the Sauce kid, and Garrett, something or other. And how did they? Did they, they had make a the great team? draft. Yeah, they they are making moves on paper that they haven't been available. They've been fumbling, bumbling, and if I made fun of the ownership of the Cleveland Browns, the New York Jet ownership are the poster children of clownness. Yeah, all you need to know is but the. Both the Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield are in Carolina. Yeah, yeah the number one <laughs> pick and the number four pick. It's a very good, succinct way to say that's Ohio, that's New Jersey, Mister Cabasa. Where are we going? That's uh, the second. That's the land of the second chances down there in Kakalaki. So. The other two guys on the phone are, if you haven't figured it out yet, they're Dallas Cowboys fans. And if I read this correctly, it looks like the Dallas Cowboys have one quarterback on their roster after today. I'm not sure. So, guys. Are they going to rock one backup? No. It's the new team. They ended up going with new. Oh, why? Uh, What was his name? Greer? Uh, yeah, was, well, they took. I, I thought Will Greer should be the backup, and they ended up. Yeah, they ended up going with Danucci because McCarthy's in love with him. He's been watching him since he was, a, you know, a kid, and him and McCarthy have some some relationship between them. Grandma's ravioli. Danucci, Danucci. Grandma's ravioli is their connection. Danucci had a real problem when uh, when uh, Dak Prescott went down and then Andy Dalton came in and he went down. They started doing the carousel. And Danucci, How many years ago was that? That was two, two years, years, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And Danucci and he, just didn't look like he lost. could rally. Yeah, he could not rally the team. He could not get him going, man. <laughs> I don't know he why said, he couldn't even get him out of the huddle. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Greer was he looks he looks uh 
he, it was lightning out there. He was he was doing pretty good. I liked it. Cut. Yeah, I thought I thought he looked okay, but I mean, what's to say about the Cowboys, man? I mean, well, it's I, like you I, said, I don't know. A, I don't know. I it it, it, it the enigma, man. It, it if if they're expected to win, they'll lose. If they're expected to lose, they'll win. So I I do I like them week one against Tampa. I think they're gonna just I think they're gonna be all in Brady shit because Brady's I mean Tampa's got offensive line problems. One of our strengths is our defensive line and our our pass rush. So I like them in that game, um, but I think that their uh, lack of playmakers at the wide receiver position the first few weeks is going to hurt, and I think the fact that they lost Tyron Smith again is not going to help. And if Prescott's under pressure, my whole thing with the Cowboys is this. If their defense is, is what they should be from yeah, last top, year, yeah, if they they'll take a step forward be from last year and can hold teams to 21 points and under, their <laughs> offense should be able to score more than 21 points the majority of the season. I, I like the I like the Dallas D this year, man. They're going to take a step forward. I like them. I like them a lot. <laughs> I, you know I don't think they, if they make the playoffs, they won't make it out of the first round. We have three teams, man. We have three teams that we're describing very similar scenarios to. The exception being the Cowboys having Dak Prescott. Well, and, the, thing is, the, the thing is, is the, the, the one thing that's different about when you're talking about the Cowboys this year, I think they have the second or third easiest schedule in, in the entire league. Okay, that's going to help. Mm-hmm. They play in the NFC. The NFC is weak, man. I mean, seriously, I, I'm sure we're going to get to it, but there's a crap, there's a, a crap shoot in the NFC. Any of, like, six teams could be the representative in the Super Bowl. In the AFC, it's more like 10 deep that could make it. The NFC, really, five, six teams, maybe. And then I, I think that gives Dallas a, a, a better chance than when you're talking about, like, we were talking about Cleveland and the AFC. Too many good teams. The Jets in the AFC, too many good teams. The oh, Cowboys, yeah. AFC Cowboys, West. If they can just make it and be healthy at the end of the season, sure they have a shot because I think their defense is so so good. They have a lot of team speed, and Prescott is a better quarterback than any of the other quarterbacks in the NFC East. Okay, am I going to take Prescott over uh, uh, Jalen Hurts? You damn straight, I'm going to. Am I going to take him over? Matt Stafford with a bum elbow? You damn straight I'm going to. See, here's the here's the funny part. When I was I mean I was look at the teams that they're gonna have to compete with, and you tell me that they don't have a chance against any of those teams in the NFC. Oh, I, I think time. they do. Yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles, team the Philadelphia the Eagles teams are gonna year. be a tough problem. The well, Philadelphia the, the Eagles will be the, the toughest Eagles. problem. I, I in the division, yes, but the yes. thing is, is yes. but the thing is is this, okay? Last year, how did the Eagles do against the Cowboys? 
Um, I would bet they split, but how did they do? No, Cowboys destroyed them. Okay. And, and made Jalen Hurts look bad. How did Jalen Hurts do against the Cowboys the year before? Same. Don't know. Same. The, the thing is, is how did Randall Cunningham look in 1980 against the Cowboys? In, in 1980? He wasn't even whenever when, whenever when Randall, Randall's second third, when was it? 86 and 80, I don't know, but. Well, the uh, thing is, is this, the <laughs> thing is, is this, is, is the Cowboys match up well with the Eagles because of the way they're, they're, they're built. Now, you add A.J. Brown to the Eagles, does that make them a lot better? No question about it. However, you still have to have a quarterback that can get the ball to this guy down the field. Look at his numbers. Look at his numbers down the field. They're not good. And you're telling me all of a sudden, just because he's got all these guys around him, that his deficiencies are going to be just wiped away, and all of a sudden he's going to be able to do the things he's never been able to do. Most fantasy points in the first four weeks of the season, Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts or Joe Flacco or, uh, Jacob, or Jacoby Brissett. Uh, God. <laughs> no, so it comes down really between Prescott and Hurts in Philadelphia. Most fantasy points in the first four weeks and then at the end of the season. Mr. Kabasa, what say you? I I think Dak's going to quarterback to quarterback. Yeah, Dak's going to rack up some fantasy points. I got a question for Cowboy fans: Is McCarthy going to be on the hot seat at all this year? Does he make it all the way through? He's already on the hot seat. Man. Yeah, he's he's definitely on the hot seat. Dude, for he's sure. in danger I mean, of losing if his you're job. Watching, if you're watching any of the any of this preseason stuff, I mean, all they're talking about on ESPN every morning is. Well, all these penalties are the Cowboys going to, you know, uh, they, they have all these penalties in preseason and all these things. It's the same problem they had last year. Is it, you know, it, you know if, they come out, if they come out week one against Tampa and they have a dozen penalties and lose the game by three points, hell, he's going to be, he might be fired by week four. Is Zach Toast, Z, is Zeke Toast. Yes or no? That's the key. To me, to me, that's the key to the whole Cowboy season. I have the key to, the, key that, to the whole season. The, the key to, to the whole season is if he looks eighty percent of what he was. I'll say I'm going to say this because I have an opinion on Mr. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. If you're drafting in fantasy football and he's sitting there in round two, someone made a mistake because Mr. Elliott is healthy. He's still young enough. And a healthy Ezekiel Elliott is the question. He was healthy for four weeks last year, and he was in the top seven of fantasy running backs. Could have even been higher. And a healthy Ezekiel Elliott is cash in the bank for fantasy football season. Well, don't forget, he's in the last year of guaranteed money in Dallas. Oh, you have an opinion on guys ready for a contract, Mr. Monkey. What is that opinion on players playing for a contract? You damn right, you take them. <laughs> America, get your crayons out. You take them. If there, if someone's playing for a con, and I mean that that can segment us into Lamar Jackson. It, I mean, you take him. The man's gonna put up huge numbers. It doesn't matter that he doesn't have receivers. 
It doesn't matter that whatever he's in a contract here. He's playing for his lively for the for his future, his money, everything. He's going to put up the number. All those guys that are in that position, and that's why I like Zeke this year. And if he plays, if he plays like he's capable of still playing, the Cowboys will be good. They're gonna. They're gonna. He's a top seven guy in fantasy. At least that that's gonna help because they're gonna reduce his totes, probably less than two thirty, maybe in that range, and roll Tony Pollard in. That only helps Zeke. That only helps. Uh, Who would you rather have, Tony Pollard, Kareem Hunt, or Mr. Carter for the Jets as your RB2? Anybody. I had two of those three three on my roster last year. I like all three of them this year. I, I, Once again, with the Kareem Hunt thing, he's playing for a contract now. There you go. He He wanted out of Cleveland. They wouldn't get rid of him. He's in the last year of his deal. He's looking to be the number one guy somewhere. He's yep. going to go out and he's going to play hurt. He's going to play hard and he's going to put up numbers. Yeah, yeah let's hope um, he stays healthy. In the PPR world, does. he's a good player. Let me ask he's a good question. Let me ask a good, uh, dual question of all y'all. In the PPR world, who is more valuable, uh, Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb in this year coming up in 2022? Kareem Hunt. I, the only thing wrong with that is 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 Chubb's gonna have Chubb might break the the he might break the the NFL rushing uh, TD record. I mean, if they do what they want to do, they're gonna be inside the five yard line running the ball a lot, right? Right. Who's gonna be carrying the ball? Hunt. No. It'll be Chubb. Let's hope. It's not gonna be Hunt. He's not going to carry the ball on the goal line. You know why, Mr. They, they don't, because they, they don't want to pay him. The, the reason why is they don't got the quarterback to, to dump it to him. Play call comes from us. Well, a, hold on, hold up, hold up. Lest we forget, they have arguably the best O-line in the NFL. No, they don't. <laughs> Probably <laughs> two or three. Wow. They, said that, they said that last year. What happened to Baker Mayfield? He got his head handed to him every game. And his shoulder ended part of I his I mean, come on, body. man. They don't got the best offensive line. But, I mean, he messed up his shoulder tackling on an interception. <laughs> yeah, but Here's your name come on, him. man. He was, he was running for his life the whole year. And my whole thing with them, last year when you watched them – I mean, all of a sudden, the play caller just forgets what they're supposed to do. Stefanski just completely goes away from the way they're built and what they're built to do. He did. And I he's mean, not on the hot seat. Did I watch, how many games did I watch to where I'm going, is Jason Garrett calling plays for the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, I know that's right. Oh, I mean, I mean seriously, you're built to run the ball, but you want Baker to throw it 30 times. That don't make sense. Baker wanted to throw the ball. The, uh, uh, that's, that's a bunch of uh, you know what the, the whole thing the whole thing is is I think Nick Chubb will score a lot of touchdowns and will have 1,200 yards rushing. Is he going to catch more than 10, 15 balls? No. Is Kareem Hunt going to catch 70, 80? Uh, that, that's a winning season. And 
that is success in That's Ohio. why I don't know if I would take Hunt over Chubb in a PPR <laughs> situation. I think you have better options. I, I, I think that Hunt's the good flex number three guy, not a number two guy. I think Chubb's a definitely, in a PPR, a great number two back, not necessarily a great one. But I love, I love Hunt, as, number I love Hunt as, like a, as a flex guy, as a flex or a number three running back. I love him as something like, especially a flex, you know. I love him as something like that. But, you know, it depends on what kind of league you're in. Okay, so let's. Uh, that's great. This has been great stuff so far. Let's get to it. We're moving in around. We talked about our teams. Now let's get. Let's talk a little bit about drafting. I mean, I know we've gone through it already, and every talking head out there has got their rankings out. And let's just uh, let's see what we got going here with the uh, with with running backs and being on on the spot here and talking about running backs in your draft and Michi last year you you knew that Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the best uh, best kept secret in RBs for the NFL now he's at the top of everybody's list poised for a letdown of course Derrick Henry's back Christian McCaffrey do you want to roll the dice on him again Dalvin Cook can he stay healthy? Najee Harris was a big win for those of us that took him as a rookie. Leonard Fournette might have a might have a year. Who knows? He's ageless and an ageless place. And Saquon Barkley, might he finally have a year? I don't know. There's all kinds of running backs out there, and they're going to be off the board really fast. So the obvious picks will go early. So let's say, hey, a couple questions for all three of you. You got the number one pick in a, dra- in a, in a league that we're not playing against. I know we need subterfuge because we're playing against each other, but uh, who's your top picks here for the running backs, Hex? Oh, I, 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 I'm going to go agree with the consensus, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, they got to upgrade at quarterback. O-line is in the top eight, seven. I, Jonathan Taylor. Oh. There's the first gong of the year. Mitchy, what do you think? You going to stick with your boy again this year, or you got somebody in your back pocket that you don't want to tell anybody about? You would stay You would stay the course. Um, if you were to pass on Derrick Henry on any given year, um, I'm take, if I'm taking the first running back off the board this year, I'm taking um, Derrick Henry. <sighs> Hard to go wrong with that. Some people got Austin Eckler way up there. Some people got Joe Mixon way up there. Flying Monkey. You- I I like. I think. I think Henry's going to have a huge year as well because I think the fact that Tennessee's got young wide receivers and they're built to run and their defense and every. I think it's uh, perfect. It's, it's what Brable wants to do. Um, so I think Henry, if he stays healthy, which I think he will, will be the number one guy. However, I have a feeling that Christian McCaffrey is going to kill it. And the reason why the, what was it's not finally, I mean, before he got hurt, he was killing it, 
and two years, two seasons in a row. Yeah, yeah, but that means he's fresh, man. He he's two seasons in a row that he hasn't been hit. That he doesn't have that wear and tear on him, and I really think it's another guy that it's a make or break type of situation. They were they were trying to trade him, they were trying to get rid of him, you know. They were and I think he has something to prove that he can stay healthy. And you're talking if you're talking about all round in a PPR situation that can do it all. I think McCaffrey has the highest ceiling of all those guys. I, I, I definitely agree. If, if a player is on the field and healthy, McCaffrey hands down is the best running back in the NFL, but being on the field has been the big issue. That's why, uh, who was it? Roll the dice. Yeah, you're definitely rolling the dice on CMC. No well, doubt. You're, you're rolling the dice on any running back, though. That's the whole thing that you have to, and that's, the, I mean, that's one of the things you got to consider as a strategy when you draft. Are you going to do the traditional thing of like, I'm going all in with running back? I'm going all in with running back. If you look at the what's happened over the last few years, all those top guys have gotten hurt and missed a lot of games. I mean, uh, the and, guys you just mentioned, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry. And, and the thing is, is those replacements that replace those guys yeah, part-timers have put up pretty decent numbers. I mean, and so it's not like to, you have to consider, is it worth putting all that investment into a guy that's plays a position that is, you know, pretty volatile and has a chance to not play in all 17 games. I have you know? uh, the case study. Um, and Mr. Cabasa, I want to just say this. The case study is this. I'm known for going heavy on, on running backs. I always have, always will. And when the top guys got hurt last year, I was ahead far enough to make the playoffs. Did I have any chance to win a championship? The answer is absolutely not. Because my investment in running backs did not give me the firepower necessary across my teams to sustain injuries. Would I be better off waiting this year? I would be better off waiting for Bryce Hall of the Jets. I'd be better off waiting for Travis Etienne of Jacksonville. I would take a flyer on Mr. Dobbins. And there's a kid in Houston, everybody, who is going to be the second coming of Emmett Smith. And no one knows his name. Damian and I, Harris. Would, is that I would wait. Uh, Damian Harris. Pierce. I would wait. This year, in you mean Arian my Foster? running backs. I think you mean no. Arian Foster. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Whichever oh. guy you want to name. But I, <laughs> in 2022, for the first time in a very long time, I could see following um, a later path on running backs and building my team in a little different fashion because these big guys got hurt. My personal experience and my scar for life, me sleeping on a cold, cold bathroom floor banging my head saying I got running backs hurt. I got nothing else. My season's over. I have to learn from that in 2022. And I'm, I would, I would learn from that America. Take it from Michigan. 
this year you do. But the one thing for sure, you can't you can't win without them. You gotta you gotta have you gotta find them. You gotta yeah, find you them. You gotta better. have at least one that is that you can trust week in and week out because if you're if <laughs> if you're just trying to pull someone in to get some points, it no, don't work. It don't no. work. And and the waiver wire is is structured in most leagues, as Mr. Cabasa will attest to. You know, you got a good. Sometimes it doesn't rotate. Sometimes you go to the bottom because you have a winning record. And each of us on this phone, no, nothing personal, hex, nothing personal, Mr. Cabasa. Each of us on this phone is used to winning. And the lesson, <laughs> the lesson is in twenty twenty two. If you're starting fresh or you're looking at running backs, go a little deeper. There's going to be a lot of rewards on your draft board if you pick off some of those names I mentioned. Who will come later? And that's, well, that's what I think about running backs. There's plenty of value. There's plenty of value of guys that aren't in the first or second round. I mean, correct. There, there's. A, Cam Akers for the Rams is going to have a good season if he stays healthy. Why he came he back today. Good, Full practice today. Why Full is he going to have? Why is he going to have a good season? Because Sean McVay loves him. Yep, that's why. Because the coach loves him. The guy, the kid, the rookie up there in Seattle. That that he's going to have a good year. Why? Because they have no quarterback and they're going to have to run the ball. The kid in Houston is going to have a good year. All these guys are, un, are completely undervalued. In, Correct. And you can get them in the third, fourth round and be fine. Fifth, six. Fifth, yeah. six. And be fine. I think that yeah. – I, I think I, I really like I, the guy that you said that in a PPR league, ETN is going to light it up. He's going to light it up. I do like I do like Kenneth Walker in Seattle, but I they got Geno Smith and guess what? Last ranked O line in the NFL. I, yeah, I but like they always ball. find a way to run the ball. They always find they will always they, run the ball. They and they always and they, and it, whoever they put back there. I mean, the, the 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 kid that just retired. I mean, it was money in the bank, and he's another guy that you were always getting in the fifth, sixth round because no one wanted him because they said the, the exact same thing. Well, it's Russell Wilson's team. They don't have a good offensive line, blah, blah, oh, blah. And, and he still always put up solid numbers. And it's just, I mean, it's the way that Pete Carroll wants to play the game. So, there, I mean, it's 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 a value. I'm not saying is he is he – going to be like you know uh sean alexander no well i mean look at all the guys that for for seattle that have always put up solid numbers at that position and last year even when when he was hurt the guys they they they, yeah when carson was hurt the guys they threw in there had big games i mean oh yeah richard penny here i mean that's the thing is is you got to look when you're getting the running back. Who's going to run the ball because they have to run the ball because of their quarterback situation? Is their defense in the situation? Who's going to run the ball because they have to? That's why the, both the Jets guys are. are I mean, viable. I think the Jets have to run the ball. 
To be yes. successful in any way, they have to run the ball. The Cleveland Browns, if Stefanski pulls his head out of his butt <laughs> and realizes we are built to run the ball, we have to run the ball to be successful, then both those guys are going to be great and do really good things. If the Dallas Cowboys will pull their head out the, their ass and say, yeah, we have that price, right? but we're built to run the ball. We have to run the ball to be successful. Then both of those guys are going to have good years. But that's the whole thing is it will – are the coaches, are the mindset to commit to doing that? And when you're drafting running backs, I think that's what you have to prioritize. And I think that's what why I like McCaffrey so much in Carolina as well. Coach is on the hot seat. He has to produce quarterbacks on the hot seat. He has to produce contract year. How do you make that happen? The safest way to make that happen is run the rock. Keeps your defense off the run the rock. It keeps the defense off the field and makes up for a lot of other deficiencies on your team. You make it sure. sound easy, Flying Monkey. Yeah, the running back's always going to be at the top of everybody's list, so let's move on to those guys taking the snaps and what's going to happen there. The running backs are get all the attention early on in the fantasy football drafts, but if you... If you're asking me, I think the quarterback's the most important because they're you got to have them there, and they're the ones that can really rack up some big point games against your opponents. And there's usually more quarterbacks than you need to go around. Now this year, I guess you can go about 15 deep of, of quarterbacks that have the potential for scoring some points, fellas. So. One thing that I think, I think we're going to see a couple big disappointments. And right there at the top of the list, everybody's saying Josh Allen is number one. Josh Allen's number one. He's the guy. He likes to run the ball. I think Buffalo's not going to be that good this year. And then you got the kid from the Chargers right behind him, you know, getting more rankings than Patrick Mahomes in uh, a lot of of lists. And then you've got the – uh, the great one, Patrick Mahomes. He had a somewhat pedestrian year fantasy-wise last year. But then, you know, hey, you've got a lot more on that list. Lamar Jackson. Hurts is coming up a lot of lists. The GOAT's on the list. Kyler Murray, can he can he keep doing it? Rusty in Denver. Joe Burrow's poised for a disappointment. And then you've got your second-tier kind of quarterbacks just waiting for some. Is Trey Lance going to be a guy? J- Justin Fields, I hope he becomes a good quarterback. And then everybody's making the mistake of putting Aaron Rodgers in the middle of the pack. What the hell is the problem there? And what about Trevor Lawrence? He's poised for a breakout year. And then you've got, I don't know, 10 other guys just waiting to go at it. Mitchie, let's talk about quarterbacks in fantasy football. Very simply, um, I'm going to skip everything you said and say, America, (laughs) go with the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, <laughs> Mr. Gould oh, was not on that list to be, to be a top five guy and get draft value. America, follow it up with Tua Tagalalaloa as your backup quarterback and anticipate late season bonus points. You don't want Josh Allen. You want Justin Herbert if you pay for him. 
Mr. Mahomes, who is he throwing the ball to except the 30-year-old Travis Kelsey? Beware, Kansas City, beware. Lamar Jackson, Mr. Monkey made a great point. As for the rest of them, Joe Burrow's got the next best set of receivers. Tom Brady's 45 years old and throwing to Julio Bleepin' Jones. In America, and men on his panel, I want to talk about Russell Wilson as being the spectacular flop of 2022. Oh. Ooh. No, I don't and think that. I'm curious if anyone else sees this coming in Denver. Mr. Kilbasa, what say you about the quarterbacks and Mr. Wilson? I think I think America is rooting for Rusty to have a good year with Denver for some reason. Everybody loves that guy, and they felt sorry for him the last couple of years. I don't know. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to be happy in Denver. I don't know if they've got much of a team around him this year, but yeah, he's going to have a, a strong. Oh wait, doesn't he usually have? He usually has a poor first quarter, and then he gets better as the season goes on. But I think it's going to no, be that was of that. ten years ago. That was the first half of his, of his career. All right, that so was the first, in the second half of his career. He's come up and put up points, and he's gonna he's gonna generally drop speaking. back and throw the football. That's what he's not gonna. He's not gonna. They're gonna tell him stop running as much as you want to. Just go and throw the ball. Get a get a first down when you need to, but drop back and throw the ball, monkey. What do you think? Well, I I think that uh, I can't speak real loudly about what I really think about Mr. Wilson, but just because your <laughs> wife's sitting there and she's a she's, she's right fan. around the corner, and I oh like, boy, she go. might she might be like. Do it, monkey. Chase, do it. Chase whisper. me down. <laughs> just whisper. I just, I, I think uh, once again, you know, and I hate to go back to the running back oh. thing. I think the two running backs in Denver are their best two players. So on the offense side of the ball, so why wouldn't you run the ball to set up the pass? If they know what they're doing, that's what I would do. And if they do that then he will be successful. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to come out because they spent all that money and all those draft picks and all they got. In my opinion, they got rid of their best receiver in the, in the trade. Mr. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, is I think there's going to be a pressure on them to let him do too much. And I think I agree with Mitch. I think he's going to be a flop. I think I think I think Denver's going to be a 500 team, and I I think they could be better than that if they committed to the, those two backs. Because I think Javante, there that one back from last year, Javante Williams. I think he's a stud. I mean, I think he's a, just a complete stud. But I don't think they will. I think they'll 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 put too much on 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 uh, Wilson. I think he'll have a average season at best. I don't I don't care for their. I think their receivers are way overrated. Jerry Judy Jerry Judy hasn't proved that he can hack it. Cortland Sutton's got bad knees, and they lost uh, uh, their other uh, their number three guy that. I like quite a bit. They lost him in the preseason, so it's not Kilmer, it's not Hilmer, it's KJ somebody. You know, the the he's a he was a big big receiver. He's a really good receiver, 
the, 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 I, I agree wholeheartedly with the Derek Carr thing. I think Derek Carr is going to kill it. I think he's going to light it up. And the reason why I think he's going to light it up is because their new coach and the, the offense they're going to run and the fact that you have to look at the, the three main receivers that they have are a unique collection because Devontae Adams can run the underneath or the over-the-top. Darren Waller can run the underneath or over the top. And then you always have that slot guy with Renfro that if you want to double any of those other guys, he will kill you like Chinese water torture. Yeah, you know, Derek Carr. Derek you know, Carr. I think he's going to have a, well, the ball out of his hands. He's going to have a career year. The only problem, the only thing that could hold them up the thing about the Raiders is you have to look at it this way, too. Their defense isn't that good. They're going to have to score a lot of points. Yes, sir. That's why I like Derek Carr. The only question is, their offensive line good enough to keep him standing up? The whole thing that you say with with uh, 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 Buffalo and Josh Allen, he exposes himself to a lot of hits, and you saw what happened to Cam Newton. I mean, they add it up. Takes after, its toll. Takes they its toll. add up after a while, and I <clears> do <throat> like I do like uh, their receivers and their tight end, and I like what they've done at running back. And uh, um, that kid, the the other Cook kid, they picked up from Florida, from uh, Georgia. I like that. But I'll tell you one guy you didn't mention. Yeah, I mean. Briefly, you mentioned Burrow. If Burrow can stay standing up and not get sacked as much, which he should, because they did so much to the old line, he could have a, just an, an incredible year. Best wide receivers in football, perhaps. It's it's it could be considered that. Um, yeah, he's my favorite. About we're talking about all the 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 top guys. You know, the guys that everyone. Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. I think Brady's going to have – he's going to be a lot more dink and dunk than he's been the last couple of years because of the offensive line problems. I think that towards the end of the year, he'll he'll start moving the ball farther down the field and have the big plays. But, um, you know, the there's some guys, some values you can get in the middle of all this. I'm not a big I, – I don't care for Tua. I don't think he – I think he's going to be too much dink and dunk. I think defenses are going to play them that way and force him to throw it deep, and I think it's going to be trouble. I think Zach uh, uh, is going to put up big numbers regardless of what the Cowboys do because I think he'll have to. Um, Jalen Hurts, from a, from a fantasy perspective, always puts up big numbers. He always picks up, puts up big numbers. I would stay away from Matthew Stafford. Um, guy, I I think would be a big big value is uh, Kirk Cousins. What is oh, their situation? Nobody likes what Kirk is, Cousins, and that's is, why he'll be. The thing is, you have to understand, he no longer has a defensive coach holding that offense back. 
And another guy that is a contract year that has to put up to get paid again. And he's got a guy in that coach that's going to let that offense loose. And you got to really look. They've got three guys. they got three weapons that are as good as anybody. I mean, Justin Jefferson is – Gary, you say. I mean, Todd's as good as it gets right now. He's good top five. He's top and five wide receiver. And the Dion, guy Joe Burrow is throwing the ball to is sitting there too. Well, Chase is not going to have as big of a year because they're going to – everyone's going to double team him. Yeah, it didn't seem to matter last year. Yeah. Where I am in South – yeah, that happened to Mr. Jefferson, not. Where I am I, I in just, South Alabama, we get a lot of – I watched a lot of Cincinnati last year, and the kid couldn't be stopped. Very similar to Mr. Jefferson in Minnesota. That's what all I meant. And I, I think, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big season because he's got the right coach. And that coach – look what that coach did in Carson Wentz's first and second year. Yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence will have a big, big. He will have a big rebound season, and I think he he he'll put up some pretty good, pretty good numbers. Even though, once again, he doesn't have a lot of guys that you know to throw the ball to. I just Mr. Kilbasa. Excuse me, Mr. Monkey. Mr. Kilbasa, you had said when you opened up the quarterback box that we'll get to twelve or thirteen. Somehow, America, we're talking about at least 17, 18 valuable quarterbacks for fantasy football this year. The question is, is Justin Herbert going to be the number one fantasy quarterback in 2022? Yes or no across the table. Is Justin Herbert the number one quarterback in fantasy football in 2022? Mr. Kilbasa. He's going to go flying off the shelves first or second. No, I mean, at the end of the year, is he the number one quarterback in fantasy football? No. He's going to get figured out. Okay. Mr. Hex. Uh, No, no, he won't be, but he'll be valuable. He'll be up there. Mr. Monkey, same question. I think he's top five, but I don't think he's number one because he doesn't run the ball enough. When you're you're looking for a fantasy quarterback, if you're going to go all out and you're going to spend a high draft pick on one, you got to take one that runs the ball. And scores running touchdowns, and that's got to be if you if you don't think they're going to get hurt, it's got to be Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Those guys run the ball, man. Those extra those extra points from rush yards and rush touchdowns add up. They win your fantasy football games. They add until up. they get until they go down. They add up, Mr. Kilbasa. Who do you think is going to be like your guy? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be your number one guy this year? I love Who the would fa- you like at quarterback in 2022? I love the fact that everybody thinks Aaron Rodgers is only going to have an, an average year, and he wants you to think that. And, you, you know, Tom Brady was my quarterback up until about – 10 years ago when I thought, you know, and everybody thought he was washed up and he ended up having 10 great years, but I really don't. I, and I've, I've said this before. I'm a Browns fan. I will draft Steelers all day, but I will never draft Bengals ever. <laughs> uh, you'll never see a Bengal on my team. And no matter how, no matter how much it's going to hurt me. 
I think that um, somebody, I think Trey Lance and Justin Fields are going to turn a lot of heads this year. I think they're going to come. Trey Lance, if if he shows up and does what he thinks he's going to do, he they're going to be pretty good. And I think Justin Fields, if they got if they can give him any time at all, he's going to be a game changer. I saw him. Uh, he played against the, he played a little bit against the Browns last week, and uh, he looked pretty good. And he's he's fast, and he's got an arm. So he's going And Kyler Murray, I don't. You know what? I I I don't ever give Kyler Murray any credit <laughs> and he keeps coming back but uh i still don't want to give him any credit so there you go i i don't know who am i wrong who am i going to be wrong about you know i'll tell you what tom brady again i don't care what you say he's gonna have another great year because he's really an alien he's not human and nobody knows it and giselle's the same giselle's an alien too they found each other they're from a distant planet they just they 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 <laughs> fit in with other humans but they know that they know just as much how to do superpowers whatever they need to do tom brady could live for another 350 years because that's what happens in his galaxy so tbmib12 hex yeah yeah hex do what do you okay i think hex thinks that uh that jacksonville is going to have a good year this year do you think that their offense is going to have a good year this year? Do you think that um, Lawrence is going to have a good year to go with uh, the running back that they've got there? I, I, I think they could be a little surprising, too. And nobody's given Miami any way. Yeah, I'm not big on Tua. I'm not big on Tua either. I think he does whatever he did last year. He'll just do that again. He won't take the step forward. I, I do like wow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. There's Michi, there's your guy, Joe Burrow. I think that Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson will probably rule the division, but Joe Burrow will, in the end, wind up being the, the fantasy guy way up there at number one. And right. uh, don't rule out Dak Prescott. Jesus Christ, if you can say Josh <laughs> Allen, you can say Dak Prescott, for crying out loud. That's what I think. Uh, and yes, I do like Trevor Lawrence to take a huge step forward. He's got a, uh, I predict to be a pretty good running back. Um, I like, I like the direction they're going. I do. The, the receivers, they suck though. That's the only problem. That's the only problem. Yeah. That's with that. <clears throat> Jayville football. All right. America where, where Hexy and I live America, Mr. Kobasa, Mr. Mr. Monkey. The home team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ugh. It makes for like Sundays where you just want to stay on the beach. But this might be different this year. Oh, well, I'll listen to him on the radio. That's there all I know. you go. And there's your quarterback roundup, America. You got that all figured out. Let's take a little bit of time now and talk about wide receivers and tight ends. We'll talk about them all at the same time because we can do that here. Lots of moving parts here. Lots of people. I think the the wide receivers are top-heavy this year in the NFL. You're going to get a lot of points out of the top. You're going to have to make your bones known who to pick in the middle. So what do we do from here? Of course everybody wants Cooper Cup. Of course everybody wants Jefferson and Chase and Adams and Hill and Diggs, all of them. But you got to start doing the calculus when you get to the wide receivers if you really want to win your fantasy football league monkey 
Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Do you think Tyreek Hill, you don't like Tyogliovoa, but Tyreek Hill was your man for a long time. What do you think he's going to do this year? Well, I, I think he'll, he won't put up the number. He won't catch, how many balls did he catch last year? Like 110, 109, something like that? Yeah. He won't, I don't think he'll catch that many. Um, uh, his counterpart, uh, uh, Waddle, I think, you know, is more the check down guy that will receive a lot of, a lot of, you know, I think he'll get a lot of balls because Tyree kills out there. Um, Devontae Adams, uh, I, you know, he's my guy in, my, in the league that Hex and I are in, uh, has been for years. I think he's a stud. I think he'll stay that way in, in Oakland. I mean, in Las Vegas. Um, out of the big guys, I'll tell you a guy that uh, Keenan Allen is always consistent. And he's always a value, in my opinion, where you can get him in a draft board. Um, I just think he's he's a solid player. He always puts up solid numbers. And they're going to score a lot. And he's the main guy. Mike Williams, his number two, is a big play guy. If he can stay on the field, he's going to get his share, too. Um <clears throat> I'm not as high. I'm not as high on CD Lamb as Hex is, even though I'm a Cowboy oh. fan. I'm not as high on CD Lamb as Hex has been for since his rookie year. I just, to me, he hasn't proved that he's the number one guy. He drops too many balls. Drops way too many balls. And he's got a um, foot. Yeah, I just, I, I, he drops too many balls from my case. Mm. I think the guy that could end up being the number one guy. And being the number one receiver, and when it's all said and done, I really like Justin Jefferson for the, the Vikings. And I think A.J. Brown could have a career year for Philadelphia. The way Philadelphia is going to run their offense, he's going to run a lot of crossing patterns and just get a 10 50 pass and take it to the house. And I think that he could have a monster season. Um, the other guy, if you're looking for guys, kind of not those top tier guys, the guys you can get value on, like you spoke to, I really like Brandon Ayuk for the, the 49ers this year, because him and Trey Lance have been working out the whole summer together. They've built a rapport from what I hear. And he's another guy in the contract situation. Gabriel Davis with the Buffalo Bills. I think he's going to have a, a big, big year. Both of those guys, you can get, what, like seventh, eighth round? Yep. After Probably, T. Yeah. Higgins. After T. Higgins. I think T. That Higgins will be great gone. Number, great, number two, great number two wide receivers. There's a lot of really – if you can just get one big guy, there's a lot of good number twos out there. And then we're talking tight ends as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's the tight ends. The the guy that is going to surprise everybody and be in the top three, four tight ends when it's all said and done is Dalton Schultz. Oh, I'm a big believer in Dalton Schultz this year. Well, they, he, has, he has to be because they don't have an actual number two guy 
for the first three or four weeks of the season. That is that is correct. And, yes. and then when they do, when they do, he's coming off an ACL and the other guy's coming off a broken foot. So Dalton <laughs> Schultz, the first eight, ten weeks of the season, is probably going to be the number one tight end in football. He would be drafted right now. I could I can't look at the rankings, but Mr. Schultz's value is after the top ten tight ends right now. If I had to guess, based on what I would say, for no, the no, no, he's, he's in the like, top. He's top no, seven. he's like five. He's like five or six. Yeah, yeah, I think for he, sure. I I think he'll have. I think what will happen in Kansas City is everyone's going to double team Kelsey now. Definitely, and I think he will step back i think that a, the best friend to a, a rookie or second year quarterback is a tight end therefore i think kittle will have a big year but kittle's one of those guys too he's got wheel problems he is yeah he can stay healthy he's going to be a, a guarantee everyone's high on that kid for atlanta the pitch kid i ask you who's throwing in the ball Exactly. I don't, like <laughs> I don't even know who's the quarterback there. Marcus Mar- Mariota. Marcus Mariota. Oh, gosh. Yes. Okay. So those, and then then we come to Darren Waller. Is he going to have the year he had two years ago? He can't because Devontae Adams is there. But that means I think more touchdowns, not necessarily a hundred receptions. Yeah, well, if they, um, if they try to shut down Adams, he's going to be open a lot. I think Rimfro's the guy that benefits from the whole Adams. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, definitely, definitely. I think Rimfro uh-huh. becomes like an Edelman, and and just uh, Waller's your red zone guy. Yeah, you know. Um, besides that, the other tight end that you can get down the line that I think will be a good value is the kid for the Steelers. Frankenmuth, Frankenmuth. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, once again, a, a a quarterback's best friend, if he's not got a lot of talent, is going to be that tight end. And because Trubisky's not going to be trying to force the ball down the field to those other to Claypool and, and Johnson, he's a, he's not going to do it. Because once again, here's another guy trying to play for a contract and blind trying to play for for more money in the future he's going to go with a safe bet and it's going to be the running back and the tight end oh and didn't you hear also hear that david and joku magically learned how to catch in the offseason so he's going to have a i don't believe that (laughs) i I don't believe that that was part of his contract wasn't it yeah he had to learn how to catch that's that's more that's more probably cleveland brown propaganda Okay, so, so we've got we've got some you know they get yeah, Kelsey Andrews, Pitts Waller Kittle Goder they're gonna be they're gonna be your good guys. Everybody you know once once Hawkinson to do good in Detroit. I you know if if Jared Goff goes anywhere, he might as well go to him. Ertz everybody thinks he's gonna be good. I don't think he'll be that good. Yeah, you know go on down the line and joke and Joku if he's not the number one tight end receiving wise, we've got another tight end, <laughs> uh, Harrison Bryant who is always reliable. So I think the the two tight ends in we used to have three, uh, but they they finally got rid of that one dude who gave, they gave the big uh, 
contract from Atlanta, who just was a complete bust yet last year. Cooper, what the hell? What the hell was that guy's name? Hooper? Oh, Hooper. Hooper Austin drives Hooper. the boat. Yeah. Chief. There you go. He ended up in, he ended up in Tennessee, right? I, I don't even know. Yes. I, did he? Is he? Did he make the team? Yes. Yes. Man, thanks for nothing, Austin Hooper. He got his big contract <laughs> and didn't do shit here. Had Mr. Kobasa. Mr. Kobasa. I want. I just want to ask, uh, like, really one fantasy draft question, and I want to hear what Hexy says about wide receivers. But when you said Ertz in Arizona is not going to be valuable, I completely disagree. Okay. Because here is my here is my draft question: Where America do you draft DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to be suspended? Do you draft him? Do you let him go? Where do you draft Mr. Hopkins in 2022? I want everyone, uh, each of you, I'm curious on how you want to approach a suspended player who's going to win you a fantasy football championship if you can stash him. Please. How how long is he going to be and, suspended? Mr. Uh, Mr. Monkey, how long is he out? Six is weeks he or eight? Still, is it still six games? I heard it's he was still six, six yeah. He was appealing it. He was appealing it, trying to get it cut to four is the last I heard. I have no update on that. If it's four games, if it's four games, you draft him. If it's six games, I don't see how you do. You know, I mean the thing is, is since he's been in Arizona, each year he has declined in production. Why? Because he's got Josh Rosen and rookie quarterbacks. He's got hamstring issues. He he's got he and when when some when a wide receiver's got hamstring issues, it tells you one thing. He's not in shape. Wow. Toast. So, so when I draw, I mean, I made the mistake of drafting him last year, remember? And he put up, he was great the first four weeks of the season. And then he was hurt the rest of the year. And it was nothing but, it was nothing but a, a pain to try to fi- fix. So but isn't that, isn't that Christian McCaffrey last year? Uh, yeah, but I, I think Christian McCaffrey is a more dedicated player. Okay. I don't think, I think DeAndre Hopkins, <clears throat> Is not I, ever, since he's, every, ever since he got the big money, he's not been the same guy. And and I agree with you about Hurts. I don't think that Kyle Murray's got that many other guys to throw the ball to. Nope. Hurts is good. Yeah. So I think Hurts is one of those things you have to look at. Okay, is he one of the top options on that offense? I think he's the answer is yes. Number one or number two, if as long as Hopkins is not out there, because is Connor going to catch as many balls as he did last year? Maybe the number one running back. Maybe I don't see it. See, I like Mr. Connor as well. His name didn't come up. I I like him. him. I like him too. But my problem with him is every time he's been given the number one running back, he can't stay healthy. Look what he did in Pittsburgh. He had one good year. Ah, last year, if I'm not mistaken, he, he, he was number two. He, he played he, 16 he, games last year. Yeah, but he was the number two back. He started yeah, and the number, and the number one the number back is now back. in Miami. 
and the number one guy's now in Miami. Allegedly. Exactly. Allegedly. So we'll that's my whole thing is like, I don't know. The question was about Hopkins. Do you draft him? I don't mm-hmm. draft I don't draft him in the top five rounds, six no, rounds. No, no, we're talking about, you know, you can pick him up in six, seven, eight. In my I opinion, will, you should be able to. Well, it, when you're asking this question, like, about a guy like Hopkins, okay, what about Michael Thomas? Oh. See, same question. I mean, before he got hurt, he was top three in every year, especially in especially in PPR. Well, what do you do? Do you draft Michael Thomas? I mean, he's going like his ADP is like eighth round, right? Um, I can look. It's not in front of me. They, well, the, the receiver out there is going to go for to get the rookie. The rookie is going to be the kid to yeah, pick yeah, up yeah, in New Orleans. I know Olave's great and all that, but man, Ricky, I'm looking what, right what, now. Ricky Michael White Thomas is uh, the 31 ranked guy on the board according to Fantasy Pros this evening, just okay. behind Amari Cooper. Okay, all right, just just ahead is Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> See, I have him. I would have him way ahead of that, you know. How about I mean, that, I yeah, it's hard for me to think that he's not going to go out and be the same type of possession receiver that he was before. I mean, he never was like blow the top off, go deep guy. No, he, he's a possession catch guy. and run. Catch and run. Well, catching an average of 10 balls a game. Yep. So you tell me that you don't think he can catch 8 to 10 balls a game? I think I think Jameis Winston in uh, New Orleans will have a very potent connection with Michael Thomas. And if you go opposite of what I said and say I'm going RB heavy early, Mr. Monkey and myself and Hex and, and, and Mr. Kilbasa – we just talked about two questionable wide receivers, but if they turn as big to the best case scenario, you built yourself a pretty quality football team. There's a lot of ways to approach this draft this year, man. A lot of ways. Right, right. It, like <clears throat> I, I, I believe that you can definitely. I mean, there's like there's definitely quality receivers after the fifth round. Oh, big time! From from round five to eight, you can get really, really high quality receivers. Can you get high quality running backs? Nope. You can get you can get guys that can stand in every once in a while and good matchups and be your flex guy. That's why you got to draft running backs early, whether you like it or not. Mr. Kilbasa, what say you? That's a big fantasy football topic, and it's a philosophical philosoph- – say that twice, Nishi – philosophical topic. I'm interested in Hexy and Mr. Kilbasa on the philosophy of two running backs or how to approach it. All right. Everybody's – a lot of people go running back, running back, quarterback. Uh, some people go running back, quarterback, running back. Hardly anybody goes quarterback, 
hardly anybody goes running back, wide receiver, running back, unless there's something, somebody way that you're really, really high on. Um, so, yeah, those the mid rounds are where you get your wide receivers. Uh, besides a couple of them that are going to go go high, there's going to be a bunch of them, and you need two of them. And it, it seems like running or wide receivers compared to running backs are there's so many. It just seems like there's more moving parts for some reason. It doesn't seem like there's as many uh, sure things in the wide receiver department because great wide receivers can, you know, get three targets in a game just because they game plan somewhere else around them. Whereas good running backs are going to get their carries almost, almost every game. So it's really kind of a crap shoot for wide receivers. They got to rely on a quarterback looking at them and they're usually one of five options unless they're really good. So you're going to make your bones with wide receivers on the waiver wire as the season goes on and you can only hope to have one solid wide receiver that's going to get you all the way through the year i mean if you do end up having two solid wide receivers then then you're you're lucky and no one even mentioned my man scary terry mclaurin for the commanders nobody's even mentioned anything on the commanders or the or the ravens for that matter we haven't talked about any of those guys yet i haven't sang a a commodore song in a long time you want me to sing a commodore song yeah sure (laughs) oh it's the commanders i'm sorry i had it backwards please continue oh Now, if I was picking a Commodore song, men, I would go to Brick House. Brick I House. was riding a uh, high school basketball bus, and we used to listen to Brick House on the way to and from. That, that fits the Commanders. They got Carson Wentz throwing the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right there we have a theme song for the uh the wtf all right and just a little more time here before we go guys just before a little more time we don't have to spend any time on kickers and defenses unless you want to but hey does anybody have any sure things to say about defense is defense gonna win you a championship fantasy hell no or is the kicker gonna hell no but there's probably a couple anybody got any kickers and defenses to watch out for uh, the, uh, the cowboy defense is definitely good in fantasy wise the cowboy defense is definitely going to step up it's going to move into the top five that's what i'm thinking <clears throat> i think okay. I, I agree i agree i think uh um you're good picking a a, a, a defense. The, the, the defense is going to be better than anyone thinks that. Green Bay might have the best defense in pro football. Wow. There's a good chance that Green Bay is going to have the best defense in pro football. Ask yourself why. Why? Because they get to play, well, they get to play the Chicago Bears twice and the Detroit Lions twice. <sighs> That's right. And they get Minnesota in Green Bay once. They never do it. You know, the, the Green Bay's defense, if you look at it on paper and the guys they brought in, rookies they brought in, they could have the best defense. I think San Francisco has a good defense as well. Definitely. <clears throat> yeah, San Fran's uh, definitely a good one. Don't go with don't go with AFC defenses. There's too many good teams. <laughs> that's a good that's a good tip. <laughs> I uh America, everyone knows, I, I look for defensive touchdowns. And in my philosophy of drafting, 
I'm either looking for teams that are due for interception touchdowns and there's only one or two of them. And my second option is to look for teams that are going to lead the league in sacks and pick according. Be ready to flex out. Every year someone's going to draft in the eighth round. Hexy baby, I love you, but you took a defense early one year. I didn't understand. Seattle. Thank you. And and be mindful that it's going to be a little bit of fluctuation, but I look for teams for sacks, and if I find uh, some good defensive backs on a team that are – I'll tell you what, give me them turnovers for touchdowns. You want to win a fantasy football game. You want to win a bet in Las Vegas. Give me defensive turnovers for touchdowns. And every week – you can look at the free agent market in fantasy football and say, holy shit, New Orleans is going to kick their Atlanta's ass this week. I want the Saints defense. Match so what's matter so much. So what's popular, here's what's popular, is to stream defenses and target a specific team. You just play the defense playing that team. What team would that be this year that you would target that way? <clears throat> Mr. Cabasa, what say you? I was going to say I was waiting for uh, the flying monkey to say Cleveland, but don't even don't you dare say, <laughs> say it's Cleveland. <laughs> I'm not going to, buddy. I'm not going to. I'm going to stay off it. Uh, how about the how about the Commanders? I think they might get targeted a little bit. <sighs> I made that mistake once. I think they do get targeted a little bit. They got Carson Wentz as a quarterback. Oh, over the ball. Oh, juicy points. Juicy points, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a team that we haven't even spoke of at all today. And if I'm targeting the first six weeks of the season, if I'm targeting a team that, that I want the defense that is playing them, I want the defense that's playing the New England Patriots. Oh. Ooh, wow. Because yeah, I think they are a dumpster fire. Wow. I think the New England Patriots are a complete dumpster fire. You look at their first six games and you tell me that you think they can win any of them. <clears throat> I don't think they win week one. They play the Jets, don't they? Oh, they do, I believe. No, I don't yeah. know who the Jets play. The Jets are going to win. That's all I know. Yeah, Jets no, play the Ravens. Okay. Who, play the Ravens. Who, who, who do the Patriots play week one? I say the Patriots don't score. Don't score. I don't even care who they play. I bet they they don't score more than fourteen points. I bet you that they don't score more than twenty points the first six weeks of the season. <laughs> oh, see, there's the uh, faith. I'll bet. take that. There we man. go. <laughs> yeah, they there are best of fire. The, the, the New England Patriots are going to be terrible. The best report I heard said that Woody outsmarted himself by not naming an offensive coordinator. And so you ask yourself, why would you not to uh, name an offensive coordinator? And the answer is that offensive coordinators um, or defensive coordinators must do press conferences. And Belichick doesn't want anyone else talking to the media. At Las by Vegas. By not naming an OC. Oh, and wow. I thought of that as either the hoodie has gone out of his mind or he's really overestimating Matt Patricia and Coach Judge. They are in big trouble. How many, wins completely. Guys, how many wins did those two guys have together? In last year, last time they coached together, head coaching. 
plus or minus in all four. Their years of coaching, I mean, they've got like you count them on two hands, right? Yes. Yeah. Each yeah, year okay. is one hand. Right. Each year, right. each year was one hand. Okay. So that's a very that's that's a nice <laughs> way to talk about the defenses. Who's the kicker in Cleveland, Mr. Kilbasa? Uh they got they 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 he got a draft pick, dude. They got like a six rounder who who nailed uh he's nailing seventy yarders and warm ups. That's good. Yeah. Who's the kicker in Dallas this year, man? Fred Maher. Again. He's Ugh. the yeah, he's the guy that won out. I mean, he's the only dude. He he was the last man standing. So that's Ugh. who they're gonna roll with. Kickers win you games too. Kickers win you games too, man. And you know the Jets have uh, a man named Greg Zerline as their kicker this year. Won the job. Well, and you know the whole thing about saying that you know defense doesn't win championships in fantasy football. Kickers. I hate to. I hate to recall something, but tell us. Once tell upon us, a tell time, us what you recall. Once upon a time, the monkey was playing the kibasa in the championship game. And his defense was the Arizona Cardinals. They were playing. They were playing Mr. Rogers that week of the championship. And the Arizona Cardinals put up forty-four points for the monkey. Forty-four defensive points. Forty-four defensive Ooh. points. You know how much? How many? Beat, you know how much the monkey beat Mr. Kibasa that day by? Forty-two. Or Mr. <laughs> Men, Team Hex, Team Hex. Do you have yeah. a similar story about a championship with the defense, Team Hex? Oh yeah, the Bears. <laughs> oh man, I I picked him up probably week four, and they were the MVP for the season. Chicago Bears. I can't remember what year that. Yeah, it was 2012. Yeah, 2012. Okay. So the defense can win. A really good defense, if you have it, can win you games. Oh, they were the MVP for sure for my team. (laughs) Absolutely. Any team like that on the horizon, men, in 2022? Any teams come to mind? Aside, you, you called out the Packers. The Browns. Um, guys? 49ers. 49ers are tough, man. Yeah, they are tough. You know who else could have a really good season as a defense because they got pass rush and they got a pretty good secondary? The And this is Say a it. dark horse pick. The Bolts. Oh. The Chargers. Oh, Wow. Yeah, they got Bosa, they got McKee, uh, Mac, they got all those secondary guys in there to help. They could turn over the ball a lot and make big plays. And they play in a division where there's going to be a lot of points scored. The ball's going to be in the air a lot. Yep. Opportunities for defenses. Exactly. The ball's going to be in the air a lot, you know. So I think that's a possibility. You're right about that. Every one of those offenses are great. <clears throat> well, hey, can I pre- can I predict Mr. Kibasa's fantasy football draft, Mr. Hex? Can I predict Mr. Kibasa's fantasy football draft? Sure. Number one. Number well, one. we know he's going with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, but number one, number one. Okay, but he's got to take. And we know he's going with Russell Wilson. He'll probably pick <laughs> him one and two. <laughs> I've seen that before. 
No Nick Chubb. He's going to get his quarterbacks is what you're telling me. <laughs> well, I mean, how many times has he picked two number one quarterbacks and had them sit? I mean, what, was it two years ago that he had Mahomes and Rodgers? <laughs> and it wasn't the first time. And then sat and Mahomes the in the biggest game and Rodgers <laughs> put up a dud? Oh, yeah, yeah. The ferocity, Mr. Kilbasa, the ferocity. You lose some, you lose some. That's funny. All right, all right, guys. One okay. One final thing on our way out the door here. Give me your NFL MVP and your participants in the Super Bowl, real quick. Uh, Hex, let's start with you. Oh shit! You know what? I'm gonna have to go with uh, the teams that you were seeing the Super Bowl. You will see in Week One, first game of the year will be the last game of the year. It's Buffalo and the Rams. Okay. All right. All right. Flying Monkey, what do you say? Oh, wait. Who's, who's your NFL your MVP? Who's your MVP, X? Uh, MVP. Oh, God. I don't know. Uh, ah, shit. That's too tough. I Yeah, maybe Josh Allen. There maybe. you go. Okay. Flying Monkey, yours. MVP is going to be Dak Prescott. There you go. Woo! And Super Bowl is going to be the Dallas Cowboys against, uh, let's say, the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, okay. The Super Bowl that I've always wanted to see. The Super Bowl. Wow. Where's the Super nice. Bowl at this year? What's that? Where's the Super Bowl at this year? Uh, I don't know. It, uh, hold on. It's at one of the new stadiums. It's at um, God. I I don't know. Okay, <laughs> Michi, what do you it's say? It's in Las Vegas. It's in Vegas. Was it? it was it in Vegas last year? No, it was in Los Angeles last year. Oh, that's right. Okay, maybe it is it's Vegas. It's in Vegas, I think. I'm pretty sure it's in Vegas. Okay. That'd be wow, that would be that. That would even so be more sweet. So you're saying that for however many years, fifty plus years, the Rams were the first to play in their home stadium, and now it's going to happen again, back to back. No, no, Arizona won in their home stadium the year before. It's Arizona. Oh, that's right. So a trifecta. Oh my God. It's in Arizona. It's in Arizona. Yeah. If it's in Arizona and the Cowboys are in it, I'm going. All right. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Michi, what do you say going out the door? On May 2nd of 2022, at approximately 8 p.m., I put $10 on the Las Vegas Raiders to win the Pro Football Championship at the DraftKings at the Scarlet Pearl Sportsbook in Podunk Town called Biloxi, Mississippi. My MVP is Derek Carr. I've already made my bet. I made a bet five months ago. Raiders are winning a championship in the NFL, and he's, Derek Carr is going to drive it. Yeah, he, he's been all in since April on that one. And who's going to who they going to be? The oh gosh, if, you, if I had to answer that right off the top of my head, um, they 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 will play. They will play going up and down the west, going into the west, going into the east. They're going to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, 
shit. Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, coming out of nowhere. Jalen Hurts, big uh, yeah. big year for the big year for the Eagles. Okay, you're allowed. You're allowed to make that prediction. Okay, and as we go out the door, Michi Hex Flying Monkey. Hey, maybe we can get you guys back sometime this year. Thanks so much for your 2022 fantasy football roundtable. And I'm going to end it right here saying that your NFL MVP is going to be Nick fucking Chubb and your Cleveland Browns are going to be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Arizona in the Super Bowl this year. Have a great draft, everybody. We'll see you for fantasy football ferocity every week as long as I can stand it this year. Coming at you, the best fantasy football podcast in America. Fuck all those other guys talking on your television. This is the only place you need. See ya next week, everybody. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the way love goes. <laughs>